0: Everyone and welcome to another episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic, a Magic: The Gathering podcast brought to you by Swagoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan, Everyone calls me Brasky, and today I am joined by the mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, and the Lady of the Crease, Nicole Callahan.
1: What's up, fam? What is up? We're hey, back! Howdy, hey, yay! We yeah. are back. It's good times. <laughs> Do you think they noticed we weren't here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope they noticed. Maybe a little bit. I mean, it, like, I hope they noticed enough to be like, oh, maybe they'll read the cast. Not like. Not overly noticed to be like, okay, we need to send out a search party. Like, there well, was now if no they notice, they definitely week. know. Yeah, everybody it's true. knows now. It's true.
1: <laughs> now they're like, oh shit, we didn't notice.
0: Yeah, now you feel bad, right? <laughs> Which means, like, if you didn't notice that we didn't have a cast last week, that means you need to leave a review. Like, it's only, it's only right. It's only yeah. proper.
1: <laughs> we accept but, all forms of apology, including emojis.
0: <laughs> yep emojis uh thankful uh, cute animal gift tweets that's what going gaming we will also accept those those are uh, acceptable forms of apology you could also send each of us a booster box of kaldheim we will also accept that apology as well oh
1: yeah really if nice it fun. has a five color commander in it i need to borrow it for a yes yes
0: hairline <laughs> has things to do and people to smash in, uh, in a in a commander boxing league at some point but that's that's all we can talk about that stuff a little bit later in fact we might even talk about it now because kaldheim is here it's so many things to dig into, so many things to talk about, but before we really dive deep into our impressions of the release of Call Time, I always want to know, with my fellow co-hosts, how was your week in Magic? Nicole, let's start with you.
2: Well, it's 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 been a crazy one. Um, I was on VML's coverage uh, last Friday, and they featured my match of two games that Took about fifty minutes. That was your <laughs> match. That was my. I was the one. I was the one. I was the one in the in the casting uh, channel. They were talking about. They were like, one of these matches is fifty minutes. I'm like, oh goodness. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want everybody to hate me. But I was playing big red, um, trying out some of the new Caldime cards and goldspan dragon and everything like that. Did not work out for me. I played against like an Abzan mid range deck, which just my my poor Ugins just couldn't couldn't handle it so uh so i lost i'm x3 now back up against the wall so uh i gotta pull out a good one this week i changed up my deck no more big red this week uh playing we'll we'll get to it a bit later um playing the uh abzan (laughs) ultimatum yorian deck but uh i've also been watching bronze mythic my my husband jim davis is doing that so that's been a really fun way to kind of get my limited fix before I actually dive into the limited pools myself, because like I'm kind of like learning through his mistakes. So, <laughs> so that's been a lot of fun. Uh, is that the name of his night. channel? It's called... Well, it's... <laughs> learning Through My Mistakes. Learning through, Bronze to Mythic is subtitled, Learning Through My Mistakes. That's pretty much... Um, don't tell him I said that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's an avid listener of this podcast. So. Oh, I'm sure he is.
0: Oh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's usually, that's something that I, at the very least, I enjoy learning from, uh, others mistakes because it's better to learn from them, than to laugh at them and their own mistakes. If people tried to learn from my mistakes, they would probably just get dumber. I mean, that's, let's be honest. If they saw how I played magic. Like everybody would just get a little bit worse, which is like, that's my hope. If I start making content, it's to make everyone just that much worse that I could actually start competing at a competitive level. <laughs>
1: It's like one of those better you than me. Um, a... Well, we found out Brasky's hidden agenda for this podcast. <laughs> it's evil plot.
0: Been working on this thing for a whole year and I'm starting to see the dividends. That's right. We're gonna, my, yeah, Wait, what, is come...
1: that why I'm doing so badly this year? <laughs> oh, no, no.
0: Yes, that's why you're doing so badly. You're starting to see why. It's just seeping into everything. So please tune into uh, my new Twitch channel where you can see my <laughs> S- Mythic to Bronze. Seeping into everything.
1: <laughs> Is, seeping it, in it. Seeping. is it called seeping into everything?
0: <laughs> yep, Seep, seeping into everything. Twitch. The path TV from slash seeping into everything. God. The path from mythic to bronze.
1: The image <laughs> is too much. You think you can't rank down, but have you played with Brasky? <laughs>
0: The solution to everything, Grixis, Let's be honest; like that's just how it goes.
2: Some great taglines here. I hope I hope you're writing these
1: down.
0: So, Caroline, now that you are having an existential crisis at your own skill at the game from hanging out with me, how was your week in Magic?
1: Uh, my week was good. I actually did play some Magic. Uh, we weren't here last week to make this announcement, but uh, SCG PTQs or uh, qualifying championship weekend qualifier whatever the PTQs are back i'm never gonna not call them that you can just get off my back about it anyway they were pretty missed i think in the month of december and even in january and i think they were missed mostly for people like nicole um that was looking for ways to skip the ladder and the scg i kind of did this whole hype thing about skip the ladder everybody that's great and then they're like well yeah, we're going to not do that right now. And so that was kind of annoying. Um, and unfortunately, information these days, uh, I find, is uh, people don't tend to announce when they're not going to do something. They're very big on only announcing it when they are going to do something. Um, and that can kind of leave quite a lurch in like, what the heck am I supposed to do now? So they're back. Uh, and one thing that's super, I won't go into huge details, but one thing that's super cool is they are now adding... If you purchase SCG Premium, which is their paywall for their articles and videos and, and all that jazz, you get one weekly uh, prelim, like the the little like mini events that you have to play to qualify for their their big PTQ every Sunday. You get one little event free every Friday afternoon, and this is actually really important. And the reason I bring it up is because they confirmed in that announcement article, I at least twelve weeks of events that that you can play in over the next couple months. Um, and I think that's huge. That That's a little bit of a relief for me to say like, hey, we're no longer going to do this thing for three weeks and then try it and then take it off in three weeks and then take it off. They're saying like, hey, if you buy our premium, you're getting these 12 tournaments or whatever. I should have counted. Whatever the number was. I think that's huge. That That is saying that these PTQs are here to stay. The format is working. Um, gosh, I said I wasn't going to talk about much... They made them slightly easier to qualify for the, you know, from the mini events to the major one on the Sunday by making it slightly more complicated. My advice would be just play them as you would play them at at your own speed. So if you if you plan on playing one for the weekend and you don't go for two or better, then that's fine. If you plan on grinding them to get all these weird points that are complicated and don't really mean anything then you can do that. And it's likely you'll understand how to do that because you're grinding them. Like, I think it it's not worth explaining. Anyway, the point is, they're back. I did a qualifier on Saturday morning, which is notoriously, like, mornings are really... 7 a.m. starts are, like, just really hard. And, and I ended up going 5-1, and I was pretty happy. But then I streamed Saturday night, and so Sunday morning was really tough. And so I didn't really... Even with the buy, I wasn't able to kind of keep my head in the game. Um, and I think my deck... My the red black deck I think was really fun in the beginning of the format I think it is going to phase out as people kind of adjust so, um, but I did play Magic that was the moral of that story is I did play some Magic.
0: Heck yeah, that sounds fabulous and fantastic and I th- I think you're right about looking at how the how like the weekends are set up it's like cool you have like you have eight satellites like Friday and Saturday so you can jump in any of these satellites to get the satellites done and then get ready to play some some championship qualifier action on a Sunday, like, all right, seems awesome. Yeah. I'll jump into something like that. And of course I'll jump in. And if you know that Brasky's going to jump into it, you better jump in. Cause you have a great chance to get that win. I was going to make that
1: joke. and yep. like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to set that up. I'm going to take it down
0: myself. That's what I'm about. But I've had, I've had a pretty fun time just like digging into, to Kaldheim in arena. You know, I've spent, you know, I, I'll do like a, the, the pre-order kit of the 50 packs, open that up and realize, well, I can't really make any decks. But I made that mistake like the last two sets that came out. I was like, I'm going to try and make one singular deck and kind of go from there and do something like that. But for me, I was like, all right, well, I know not to just make the first deck that I see because it's probably going to be a meme. I'm going to hold back. I'm going to. You know, keep and hold on to my wild card. So I spent a good amount of time in the world of limited, and it's it's been a lot of fun. There was a a couple of days where I was hanging out with uh, Inextrad Nick Price, and then of course you, Yu was uh, hanging out with me as well, and they were helping me uh, jump into a premier draft and like pick stuff. And our very first pick, uh, we got Icebreaker Kraken. So then from there on out, we were just taking every snow land that we possibly could, and we actually pulled out a pretty awesome five color. Snow deck built around the kraken So right now I've just been like playing it off and on. I'm sitting at four and one with it, and I like it a lot. So I'm going to try and finish that up tonight. And then finally, I've been dipping my toes into the world of constructed, playing a lot of is it flash. And I know Sultai ramp is the is the way to go these days. But I'm playing a lot of Teamer. Teamer ramp is kind of where I've been going. So get the dragon in there, and then after that, just cast a different type of ultimatum, and just get a bunch more big stuff onto the battlefield. It's been I look at that deck and going well. Now this is bronze. Now this is what I'm talking about. These are the type of decks I like to play. That's what I've loved about Caldheim so far.
2: That's pretty great. Um, real quick, Carolyn, totally forgot to mention, I was on your, your stream on Wednesday.
1: Oh yeah, Nicole had a birthday.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh yes I did. That that too, that also happened. Oh, but- Braski, we, we should have told you about it. We played Brawl. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we did. We played Brawl against each other. <laughs> yeah, we both... We came up. I came up with the idea, and I was like, we should make Brawl decks that are mostly Kaldaheim-focused, and they have to have a new commander. And then we'll go from there. But both of us, like, not communicating with each other, <laughs> we both asked other people to build decks for us. Because we were both, <laughs> A, we are both really busy, and B, like, Brawl is actually neither of our things. And then, so, really, what we were doing was playing someone else's decks against each other. And we both ended up with... Uh, I mean, I guess there was limited choices, but we ended up with a five color deck each and we ended up with the Jon Snow deck each. Yes, <laughs> And I think we each had a couple other options, but that was kind of cool that we had like similar decks. Mine had, my five color had Fires of Invention. I don't think yours did. I don't think it did either. So yeah, I have to yell at whoever gave me that list. <laughs> yeah, the, the Fires game was was wild. Though I will say my person did really kind of forget one part of the notes, which was focus on caldeheim cards so i actually the some of my decks were a little lacking in that department but
0: just just a bunch of card drawn approach to the second sun. i win
1: <laughs> it was really fun and then we also we were going to watch my box break on cfb but it ended up being delayed but we were kind of paying attention that only did a draft too yes cool. we drafted Svella. Stella. Stella. <laughs> i first picked it and that was that was the draft <laughs> yes
0: was, that's all that's all i will ever hear now is whenever i see that is i'm just gonna hear <laughs> the two of you oh that's all i at. say
1: whatever whenever it's in the draft i'm like stella <laughs> did you finish that draft by the way no
2: it's on my no, account it's still yeah. hanging out there because i need to yeah. know how that how that went yeah i'm so, uh, and i'm gonna have to find out how uh brasky's finishes up too. Then.
0: yeah we'll see know. i mean and one is not bad i mean but leave it to me to just just drop everything and lose everything at the at the very very end. You know, I'm hopeful that I won't just finish like four three, but I you, you never know. I don't don't put it past me.
2: I have faith. I have faith in you and Icebreaker, Kraken, and all those yeah. Snowlands.
0: That's true. I think I can. I think I can put everything together. Well, whether or not you're going to be yelling Stella as you play uh, <laughs> random commanders out, or maybe you're. Um, Maybe you have some other, maybe you're playing the uh, the sorcery from Lovestruck Beast, which of course is a street card named Heart's Desire. Uh, you know, <laughs> whatever you feel like you're going to be playing around with Caldheim. there's so much to do right now. And it's kind of cool to see all the decks that are coming up and especially in the worlds of Constructed and even the cool things that you see in the world of Limited as well. Uh, but when you're going to be playing inconstructed regardless of the formats you like to play there's always going to be cool things to see and cool ways to compete in the world of magic the gathering which is why we always like to cover some of the upcoming events that are going to be happening around the world of mtg and to give us that rundown as always is caroline Kavanaugh. as always i'm no, yep. just kidding
1: <laughs> uh sweet so we have some cool upcoming stuff um this is kind of nice because the last couple times we've been doing these, we had like it was holidays and pre- and pre-release stuff, and like there wasn't a lot going on. But as as I have spoiled, uh, the SCD tour uh, PTQs are back. Uh, they are currently still for Kaldeheim uh, Championship, which is super cool. Um, that means you're still kind of live to qualify for that event in March. Though the window is definitely closing um, on. They'll start switching to kind of Strixhaven qualifications. So definitely keep an eye on that. This weekend, though, there is one on Sunday. Uh, usual start time at 7 a.m. Pacific. And uh, you do need to do 4-2 or better in any of those little satellite events that are pretty standardized on their times on Friday and Saturday. So uh, that one you're going to have to do your own research on. But definitely playable. They Price increase has gone up to $7, I believe. I'm not sure if it was already $7 and it was just divided into like five plus two for a fee or something but anyway it's seven dollars now and i will say that when you click to register that's it you've paid (laughs) there was no warning there was no box to tell me that i'm being charged and it just charged me so just just said gotcha keep that in mind i I'm, i'm sure it's likely because i have paid for events before but um it was interesting. I was kind of curious and confused. Uh, So that's uh, happening on Sunday. We also have the CFB Showdown, their monthly version of that tournament series is happening on Saturday at 9am. Both events are standard, both the SCG and the CFB event. Uh, CFB, the entry fee is related to their paywall, which is um, CFB Pro. So you do need to be a member of that uh, system in order to register for the event. It's single elimination. Uh, and as I said, it is new standard. So definitely exciting to at least look at coverage and maybe participate in as well. Um, the last kind of event that you can participate in this weekend that I saw was the MTG arena zone historic open. Um, they were pretty famous for having these back in like summer of last year. They were having one almost every weekend. I haven't seen them in a while. So this one kind of caught my eye, but it's historic tournaments. One, gotta be one of the first ones since the new set has come out. Uh, and it is on Sunday at 10 a.m. I believe the entry fee is just free. Um, and in fact, one thing that I thought was kind of cool was there's already 50 people registered and it's, it's only Wednesday or Tuesday or goodness knows what day it is, but it's not Sunday. So 50 people on a Tuesday is pretty cool. And it does cap out at, I believe 128. So might be worth kind of heading over and seeing if that's something you were considering to doing, uh, in terms of watching this weekend, uh, there uh, both the hmm, the CFP showdown will definitely have coverage. I actually don't know if the SCD Tour will have coverage. I guess it hasn't really been a thing. Um, but the F2K Invitational, which is uh, F2K is kind of like an esports team, um, stream team. Uh, and they've ran, they've ran a Magic tournament back in November that was invite only. Uh, and they're doing it again for Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, I will be participating, which I'm really excited for. Uh, they're doing the tournament a little differently this time. They're doing t- a two-day events. So the 13th will be the Swiss rounds. And then they're doing a top eight double elimination, which is a lot closer to a lot of the higher level Magic tournaments we've been watching. And it does make for a bit of a longer top eight. So that is actually fully covered uh on twitch on sunday on the 14th but the regular swiss rounds will not be covered on twitch so definitely some things to keep an eye at, out for and to play in
0: absolutely that seems like a lot of fun stuff going on around there and i will say you know call nicole, nicole this past kind of weekend uh in our in our team Swiggly discord i enjoyed just seeing folks just hanging out in uh, in the team chats just seeing who's going to be jumping up to what types of qualifiers playing what types of events and jumping into Different types of formats as well. So when I hear about all these events that are coming up this weekend, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm pretty psyched to see like how folks from Swagoy do, how anybody that, else that we know that plays the game of Magic the Gathering is going to do as well. And I'm like, maybe even I will dip my toe into the world of, of the competitive game once in a while. How about you?
2: I mean, I yes, the, the Swigoi Discord on the weekends is like the place to be. Um, so uh, I know a lot of the team has been looking forward to these SCGs coming back. Uh, a lot of uh, – most of the team, if not everybody on the team, has at least played in, like, a, a few of them. It's a really good, like, straightforward, like, PTQ thing. Just like Caroline said, it's a PTQ. <laughs> That's just what it is. And yeah, fight uh, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it's it's fabulous. And, you know, they can all follow us at Swagoy Gaming to find out how well we do like, in our events this weekend. So – so, I fully expect Caroline to take this uh, F2K invitational down. So,
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. Caroline, uh, are you going to be preaching the good words of Grixis in that event, or is there something else you're <laughs> thinking of playing?
1: So, as much as I want to yell no and like slam the door and not have a conversation about it, I will say that weirdly enough, my la- my deck of choice for the- both the new standard and even coming out of the old standard was like two of the three of your requests. I've been playing a lot of red black and I do like it a lot. And no, I'm not adding blue. Get your hands down, get the evil after put it away. I am
0: slowly. I'm slowly tapping my fingers. I'm not going
1: to add blue, but I will say that I like, I do like the deck a lot. I'm not confident in where I'll see it in the future, but it's, it's as close to Grixis as you're ever going to get from me, (laughs) Brasky. So frame it, put it up on the wall (laughs) That's what you got. I <laughs> fully expected
2: you to say I was thinking about adding blue or I saw I a list with know. flashing blue. And I was like,
1: how? What? I what? have like a chalkboard, <laughs> like a kid is like doing detention. That's just like, I will not add blue to my red, black deck. I will not <laughs> add blue to my red deck, red, black deck. And I just ha- I wrote it out a hundred times. So Did add green. It's Listen, well, no one cool. likes green. We don't play green. <laughs> You're not helping.
0: Green is dumb. We don't play it. I see that's that's okay I mean maybe I'll look into playing an event this weekend and be like what hey uh Braski what are you playing I'm playing some is it flash or yeah is it flash splashing a little black there you was uh,
1: some brawl events happening this weekend, Brasky. I didn't want to get into the whole thing that happened last time I brought up a non-standard event, so I didn't do it, but there <laughs> oh, are some worry. brawl events.
0: I got, I got a little bit of to- topics of conversation later on in this cast involving a certain, <laughs> oh, a certain oh, format that begins with the letter G and ends with the adiator. Oh, the one that you made
2: up?
1: no. <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> it's a made-up format. You're a made-up format. This whole game is a made-up game. <laughs> And because it's a made-up game with any kind of concepts of way in which we want to play it, there's a whole lot to dig into about the world of Kaldheim. I mean, there's just so much to kind of touch on between the mechanics and the different formats and just how we're engaging with uh, with the game now that this set has released. And uh, that's kind of what we wanted our main topic to talk about, was kind of like our impressions, our first impressions about Kaldheim. What do we think's been good? What's been a trap? How do we... You know, what's our impression so far of things like, like both the limited and, and constructed formats since release? There's a lot to dig into and a lot to talk about with this set. And uh, Nicole, why, why don't you talk a little bit about your first impressions uh, about the world of Kaldheim, be that be that the formats or the mechanics or anything else?
2: I've actually, I have loved Kaldheim so far. Uh, I feel like it's a very like even set. Um, some of the best Kaldheim cards that have come out so far, in my opinion, have been the sagas, uh, like Binding the Old Gods, and Showdown of the Skalds. I'm sure if you've played any standard, you've seen one or both of those. And they have both made uh, Yorian Sky Noodle, like, just so much better. Because you play a spell, it stays in play. You're able to blink it and kind of reap the rewards again. It's been pretty crazy. And that's why I, myself, am playing Avzan Yorian this week in in the VML. So it's constructed. It's been a... It's it's starting to even out to me it feels like it's starting to feel like like we're, we're moving into the new archetypes and like uh, people are actually taking advantage of the cards that are good um, I've also enjoyed limited a lot uh, like I said there's a lots of archetypes in that uh, there's not there is no dream trawler you know there's not like a card where your your opponent plays and you go oh man there's like two cards in the entire format that can kill that you know there's no Huge bombs that they
1: just play, and you just go ah. ah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think Nicole's played against Coma. <laughs> yeah,
0: that that big oh, that big serpent.
1: I did play against Coma. When did I play against Coma? Coma fits that category, right? It's only Exile because you can't counter it and you can't destroy it.
2: I guess so. I guess so. Um, I guess it, it's it's a it, t- Dream Trawler ask. I guess I haven't really like come up against it. I feel like I played. I must have played against it in constructed. So. <laughs> pretty sure it beat me because i was playing a red deck too but (laughs) um limited's been i I, i've really enjoyed limited and everybody drafts no lands because you need to draft them for your snow decks so (laughs) i'm sure everybody knows that by this point but they're probably should be valued a lot higher than people are valuing them right now um my last note about the call time cards is you know We've seen cards like you know, Dig Through Time and Treasure Cruise and other cards that like have been printed, and they've made an impact on the Eternal formats. But you know, it changes some decks. It kind of warps the format a little bit. But I will not go anywhere near Modern. Thanks to Tybalt, I will not. I will not touch any. Mo- I don't want to look at Modern. I won't open a Magic Online for anything. I don't care how much I love Tron or how many Karns I would get to cast. I do not want anything to do with modern right now. So as much as I do enjoy Caldime and as much as I think like standards in a really good, healthy place right now and limited is a fun format, I think that modern is an absolute wasteland at the moment, so.
0: Yeah, I've been seeing some of the things that have uh, on Twitter of like, oh, this is a turn one, turn one Tybalt that comes down. I'm like, oh, okay, that seems... Fun fun, fun. It seems fun. I'm going to I'm just going to back away from this slowly. I'm gonna walk my way back over to limited and call good.
2: There was MTG Goldfish at a turn zero with the gemstone caverns. And it was their technically their opponent's turn, so they couldn't even like um force him negation it. They couldn't do anything about it. It was just like a turn zero tibble.
0: Goodness gracious. Well, I mean you touched on a lot of different pieces there. Uh particularly, you know, that's the the thing that I've been playing the most of is limited formats between sealed and draft. Caroline, I, I'm interested to get kind of your thoughts about, uh, about that limited format. Uh, as we discussed, you know, I talked about it earlier in the cast about uh, just kind of drafting a bunch of snow and getting that huge serpent, but I think there's a bunch of other things to do in these limited formats as well. What's been your impression so far?
1: Uh, so yeah, limited is pretty, been pretty interesting to me. Um, my personal opinion of limited, uh, I generally don't engage with limited that much during new sets and this, this set isn't that different. I've done probably four drafts total, all super low stakes, um, almost all of them ending up in some variety of snow decks. Uh, and it's a little bit because snow was underdrafted, and also just cause it's really fun. I'm weirdly quite attracted to like five color green decks. Uh, when I first started playing limited, I didn't understand how people could even fathom their brains in such a way to see those decks. And now that I've kind of seen them, I can't unsee them. And um, I've really enjoyed all the different things and recognizing like what pieces are kind of required, like the the bear, the snow bear, the spirit of uh, Aldergaard, kind of a pretty big part of a snow deck. I think if it's not there, it's definitely missing. Whereas some of the cool sagas, You know, they're kind of replaceable as long as you have like a variety of cool ones. So uh, that was kind of cool. But I will say that the thing I've learned or at least seen the most about Caldaheim Limited is I've seen a decent amount of people that I know draft a lot and I know pay attention to the format and learn the format. And I've seen a couple different people posting kind of posts or tweets or whatever, admitting like they've hit a wall. And it's kind of early to hit a wall. Like it is we're only about a week into the new format, and I'm—I saw it from a variety of people, and it made me think. Um, and the the wall, the common message was something like, "Hey, um, I've really teetered off on my drafts. I was doing quite well in the beginning, and now I'm—you know—I'm—I'm I'm not really scraping by, like a positive win record in Caldeheim. Like, I wonder, does anyone have any advice? It's like I've seen this from multiple people, and. Um, First of all, I think it's super cool. (laughs) I think it's really cool to be able to put yourself out there and say, hey, this isn't going well for me. Like, what can I do to improve? And it's interesting to me because I almost always find myself in that spot. i have not in magic, just in life. Um, I tend to be quite quick out of the gate. And then I I tend not to um, evolve much past. So like when I was a kid, you know, I was, example, I learned basketball, well before anyone in my class especially any girls played so like grade three or four and then so by the time that we actually had a team i was already good in quotations but i wasn't actually but it's just because i knew how to play and then then once the people who didn't know how to play learned and they're just like oh wow this game is way cool and they got way better than me i never really improved and that's that's very standard for me i I don't know what it is but magic it's not that different so it was interesting to see that this is starting to be experienced across the board on, on some people that maybe don't experience that in the past. And I'm wondering what about Kaldaheim makes it that way? Like what, like what is bringing that out in people? And I'm kind of curious, I don't have a solution for them. I have no idea how to draft the format. I'm sure there's many people out there that do, and I'm sure they're sharing their content with you, but I thought that was really interesting. Like yeah, what, that's, what, what is bringing it out? What is
0: that's, it? That is that is super interesting when you talk about that. Cause I, I have seen that kind of sentiment before and, I don't know if it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, people are starting off playing the format and now they've realized, okay, snow's the place to be. You know, it just, it, it seems like, okay, just draft snow, draft snow, draft snow. And maybe that's what's kind of burning some folks out a little bit. It's like, oh, well, now is, is this just a solved thing? Kind of like, kind of like the Icoria limited format. It's like, great, draft the cycling deck. It's broken, like that kind of thing. Not to say that it's like, that this is like as broken as doing that. Like there's only one specific archetype to play. But I think in doing so, uh, people have like noticed how powerful it is so they aren't leaving themselves open to the other creative possibilities in drafting your decks. Uh, I think maybe there's something to do with that. I'm not exactly sure why people have uh, the same feelings as this. Nicole, what's your What's your thoughts on it?
2: I mean, I almost feel like it's it's sort of like, I don't want to say the the opposite, but I feel like there are just certain things certain play styles that are just in people's wheelhouses like and there are certain draft formats that just appeals to that like like caroline you're you're great at playing that red black deck but if you handed me that red black deck i'm not going to do even with practice i probably won't play it you know 60 percent as well as you do Uh, because i feel like that's just what you are good at and it focuses on your strengths and i i feel like you know Depending on the mechanics and, you know, the different cards, you have these like these dual face cards and how to draft. You know, anybody can say, oh, you got to take the bombs one, you know, good removal two. Uh, you know, uh, solid creatures on three, you know, like. But it all comes down to actually executing and some people are going to be better at it than than others for different reasons. Like back when Siege Rhino was legal, I played Abzan midrange everywhere. And I was doing really well. I top aided a lot of IQs. I, I had one of my best like seasons ever, just because I just knew how to play the deck. Uh And after that, we got into Bant Company decks in Standard, I believe it was, with, like Tireless Tracker and stuff. I couldn't play those decks for a lick. So I uh, I went from top aiding an IQ every weekend to, you know, O2 dropping every weekend, and I just couldn't quite figure it out. Like why I couldn't figure out that standard, so I think it's just very similar. It just comes down to can I figure out this limited format or not, and I don't think it's a reflection on anybody as a as a player, but there are just certain people that this format is going to reflect on their strengths or certain people that it's going to refl- um, it's going to concentrate more on their weaknesses. So um, I, I I don't know. I guess that's where. <laughs> about it a little different i think it's
0: there's the other side of it is that th- there's parts because i think like the the impressions of call time early on was like oh man it's really complex like there's just there's so much words to the sets there's so many things but people are still digging it right it was like that cool it was the good kind of like man these these i'm really having to take my time to kind of learn these cards and learn these interactions it's kind of like when you can't like if if all of a sudden i know it's like hey y'all get like what's like caroline what's your favorite dessert like all-time favorite dessert
1: oh cheesecake
0: Cheesecake. It's like showing up and being like, y'all, guess what? We get free cheesecake every day. The only difference is we have to eat cheesecake all the time. And then all we're doing Mm -hmm. is eating nothing but cheesecake. And now we have gorged ourselves on so much cheesecake so quickly that we're all sitting there going, guys, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of struggling with cheesecake right now. I've just... (laughs) I, this I is love it. unrelatable I
1: content. <laughs> unrelatable. You can, sorry, you can't
0: figure out some way. We have not reached. Uh, we have not reached cheesecake saturation with Caroline yeah, got, yet. You gotta
1: try a different way to connect with me.
0: By the way, new card that I want to see someone make up. Cheesecake saturation. I want to know oh. the mana cost, what it is, and and I what it's going to be.
1: Is. Unrelatable content. It has to make
0: food tokens. I'm assuming that's that's my guess. But that would be that would be all I could say from it.
1: Do brownie Sundays th- next new
0: brownie sundays. now we're talking about it oh but yeah I whatever
1: think... you do don't do cake or pie though because <laughs> as much as i like our listeners i do need to come clean then nicole likes d- dislikes pie and cake yeah and and Regular i know that cake. might mean that this might be the last episode or the last sentence you might not even be here anymore since i have shared this dark truth with you but
0: I think I Here think I are. my disap my disappointment is immense and my day is ruined from learning that about Nicole, but that's it's, okay. It was I devastating. Think another food I blocked uh, it out actually. I forgot. Yeah, another card that people can make for us, the cake of disappointment. That's another oh, no. it's probably Orzov, is it would be my guess. It's like it's a it's a <laughs> like black white card.
2: Ice cream cake. I want ice cream ice cream cake. That's good. fine.
0: That's ice cool. cream cake's delicious. That's, I think it is delicious.
1: Yeah, the thing is, Nicole likes to bury, like, she likes to hide this information of how she hates something by being like, but I like this one really niche thing that's really not cake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ice cream in a a bowl in like a circle-shaped
1: dish.
2: (laughs) But you can keep the icing in the sprinkles because yeah nasty. she doesn't like icing or
0: sprinkles
1: <laughs> well that's
2: the you only know. part about the cake that I don't like I'd actually eat cake like my mom yeah, used to make these like, I like no muffins. icing yeah <laughs> it's not the same thing <laughs> a chocolate chip muffin is practically a cupcake with no icing
0: <laughs> i mean you're right about that you're right about that
1: don't go stay in such hot take. we're not gonna have any listeners left
0: that's true we're, we're gonna be running out of things to do with these with these spots but i mean you were talking about like the, it's the extra stuff that you put on the cake it's the sprinkles it's too much of this like that's another spot art. Yes. This set is extremely wordy. There's a lot of mechanics. There's so much you have to dig into. That's kind of like that's kind of like the sprinkles of this set. It's the sprinkles of the format. Do we have Caroline? This is the question. Do we have too many sprinkles and icing with this set? Like, is there is there too much to it?
1: No, no. But what I I'm saying no because it's no such thing. But I will say that I think what it's possible is that more people are realizing that the first thing you do in a set is not going to be the longevity of the set so when you did those first couple drafts and you were pulling out ahead the rest of the people that weren't doing those things are catching up so one like i bring it back to my original comment was like i love everyone reaching out and being like hey what's some more things i can do in Kaldaheim? like help me out i think that's amazing and and whether that means you know you cut back on the sprinkles and you try something that isn't five color snow um or you add more sprinkles and you just eat the damn cake (laughs) it's really it's really up to you and how your journey and limited this is a limited specific conversation as well but it's just you just have to figure out what does your journey look like for me it probably means i just won't draft that much until it comes up again like it's just drafting has never been this big draw to me it's like M was the draw and drafting was like the punishment. <laughs> Not necessarily, but it's like I went to the store to meet my friends and the format that we had to play was was limited, so I had to learn it. But it wasn't always a draw for me, but it's a draw for others. So I I think that this is just the first time maybe I'm following people that say this or that people are being more open about it. And I just thought it was interesting, so.
0: I think at the very least, we found the title of this episode, Eat the Damn Cake, First Impressions <laughs> of time.
1: I do like that a lot.
2: That's a really <laughs> good title, honestly. <laughs> yeah,
0: That's what, that's what we'll put out here for that one. That's, that's for sure. You know, you, and we'd spent a lot of time talking about uh, talking about the limited side of things. Um, but you know, the constructed side of things minus modern uh, and, and some of the more well, eternal formats out I there, have some there's thoughts. some, there's some trickeration happening out in some of those eternal formats. And uh, boy, you know, breaking news. Caroline has thoughts about it. Caroline. What are your thoughts about some of these eternal formats and the constructed world in that way as well?
1: Well, I'd like to uh, bring our listeners into the special segment of what does the show notes say? Because this one I'm particularly proud of. So the show, note, show notes say this. It goes eternal formats dash space. I'm in danger meme? Question mark. So <laughs> I'm referring to like the one, like the, the kid from.
0: The Ralph Wiggum from. Uh, yeah, the Ralph.
1: Systems. Yeah. In the back of the bus. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's where I feel like some of, specifically modern for what it's worth, I haven't really followed deeper than that, though I can't imagine if it's happening in modern, it wouldn't be happening in other formats. And the question I I pose is, is Tybalt ruining everyone's fun? And I clarify by putting in brackets, trickery and or walker, because to my knowledge, it's not just one, there's two cards that involve Tybalt. One is a spell, which, you know, those style of decks are very popular in modern and they usually sort themselves out um and the meta doesn't usually allow for them to live for very long um what's the silly gristle brand one um it's like the evolve uh, the yeah gosh the green black (laughs) the green blue card that like what you sack a creature and then neoform 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 is like an example of that where it's neoform has not changed it is still there and it was ruining the format in week one when it first came out for mid-set. But it's not really ruining the format. Like, people figured it out. It's it's quite glass-cannon-y. Like, it's just not going to ever ruin the format. And I imagine... Now, keep in mind, I haven't actually played. So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Don't yell at me on Twitter. <laughs> I imagine that Tybalt's Trickery will be in that space of a glass-cannon deck that will see peak and lows throughout its format, and it should hopefully sort itself out. For what it's worth, this card is the one where it's like you counter something, and then you flip to get something cool. And you can do it to yourself. So people were playing with a lot of zeros, and um, I think in Modern, actually, it was a little different uh, how they were doing it. But So that's one issue that's happening in Modern. But the other issue, and I think this one's more of a concern, and this one is where the pitchforks and the crowds might actually be, and that's with the actual card, Valky, And the backside is Tybalt, the Planeswalker. So Valky is a two-mana card. It's just like a creature comes into play, does stuff. It doesn't matter. Um, But the backside is seven-mana. And (laughs) this has actually been a real big issue in the last like three years. There's this rule in Magic about converted mana costs of a card when a card is telling you you can cast it for free. So there's this thing called Cascade, which is the current problem, which is... um, you get to win the spell. So I cast the spell with Cascade is on the stack. It's not even before it resolves. I get to reveal a top card on my deck until I reveal one that's one converted mana cost cheaper. And then I get to cast that card. So the most common one that I know of, though I know that there's the decks have gotten more degenerate, but the one I first saw was Bloodbraid Elf, which is a four mana Haste 3-3. Three, three. Um, that one you can cascade into Valky. And... Somehow the rules of magic now state that you can cast either side of the card, which I guess makes sense because double face cards are new. So you flip Valky, that's the card that you reveal off your cascade triggers, but then the game asks you, hey, which side do you want? And you're like, hmm, hmm, do I want a 2-1 creature that doesn't do a lot? Or do I want this seven mana Planeswalker? <laughs> um and so that is what's happening and and there's many ways of which it's happening i'm explaining quite a fair way that it's happening in quotations but i have heard crazier crazier stories and i can't even tell you what's in the decks but people are doing it on turn zero um that's how kind of crazy and busted it is so there's concerns about either the card is too powerful and that's like you know the the Tibalt, which i don't think is true i think seven mana for what Tibalt does is reasonable um and maybe the focus of the pitchforks are more talking about the ruling of the car, of the thing. And to give some brief explanation, this has happened in the past where there's been other split cards that are on the same side. And you used to be able to do this with those split cards. Like one, one little tiny part of the card was two mana and the other part of the card was eight mana. And you could trick it and cast the eight mana side. And they actually changed the rules of magic to stop that from happening by combining all the costs on the card into one cost so when you had a little mini split card like down the middle you added the two together and and on the stack the the card is that converted mana cost um they didn't really the rules don't really adjust for the card when it's on the back side (laughs) when it's on the double side so yeah that's that's they're basically in a problem where it's like do we change the rules or do we bend the card i think that's where at least the pitchforks are, and I call that the Twitter people, whatever. I don't know what Wizards is, is up to, but I'm, I have to imagine that's a conversation. Ban the card or ban the loophole.
0: <laughs> well, that's, I yeah, I think that, that brings up the, the topic of conversation is, is exactly what you said. Do you ban the card? In internal formats or do you change the rule nicole, like nicole what's your impression on it
2: yeah i mean personally i think they are going to change the rules like like caroline was saying cards like uh fire fire ice and things like that um were boom, a big deal when bust. when boom bust when yeah. when miracles was a deck and counterbalance and they would flip that top card and i would play burn and they would have like a split card that had both one and two on top, right. <laughs> so I couldn't, cause, I couldn't cast like anything in my deck, and it was the most miserable thing to play against. And then they amended the rule, but then they um, banned Sensei Divining to Top anyway, so it didn't matter. But yeah, I think a lot of people um, don't mind the actual cascade mechanic. You know, decks like Living End—they yeah, play uh, that—that's the—that's the one we've seen a lot of uh, lately. Is that people are playing the violent outburst in their mm-hmm. deck, and then like Exile in the Simeon Spirit Guides and casting casting violent outbursts and then hitting the, the Valky and then casting Tybalt. Um, I think, and honestly it's because like you said, the double face cards are also very new. I think it would be an easy fix just to nip it in the bud right now and just change the rule for it. Just so like they can still print cards like this in the future. If this is where they want to go with it, but it will also stop the problem that they're having right now. So Mm -hmm. um, I think that, a rules change is definitely in order, uh, and even if it's not to believe to be necessary right now, if they want to do something again like this in the future and and kind of prevent this from happening again and almost like open up a little bit more of a of a design, you know, freedom in in the future to design other cards like Valky and Tibble, uh, I think they should just uh, amend the rules, you know, change how it works, change the mechanics, and and move on and you know i think
0: at the same time it's a it would be a rule change that is not doesn't take a huge amount of mental gymnastics for us to comprehend right it's a rule change that kind of makes sense yeah you cascade you get this one thing you can only use the front part of this one thing or that or you know if you have enough if you cast something that is eight mana with cascade then you can you know cast something that is seven mana with cascade like that makes sense to me at the very least we're discussing kind of minor rules changes to the game as opposed to discussing a four color elemental that does too much. Like I would much rather like that seems something that's much more solvable than something that maybe is another like huge problem card.
1: I think I need to interject. And I think I need to speak up for the people that have been. Don't worry. wattsy has got this. Like, I, okay. I just need to be honest. Like using Omnath as our barrier of like <laughs> normalcy is concerning. And oh. I,
0: Trust it's me like the bar so is very and low concerning.
1: right concerning. I'm just saying like we I as much as this is frustrating and I actually have opinions on the rules in a second but I actually think that it's not necessarily okay for this to have made it into the world and for us to figure it out. I am still really fighting back a little bit to be like this should have been caught or and I've talked about this before at least say yes we know this works Yes, we're talking about it internally because I understand that internal conversations in businesses take a long time. So there's no way for us to even know if this was maybe they've been talking about it for two months and the, the rules are actually so intertwined that they are struggling to change them. And I'm going to bring up why in a second. But I think that I just want someone to tell us like, yes, we know we've done this bad thing again. Let's help. Like we're figuring it out instead of just the internet yelling into like an empty space and and us thinking that Omnath is our bar of okayness.
0: Not <laughs> not okay. a bar. It's not a bar of okayness. It's just the fact that like, you know, usually when a set comes out, I'm always kind of pensively holding my, my hands like across my, across my chest going, okay, what's going to break everything now? And just going, Oh, Oh, it's this. Oh, that wasn't nearly as bad as last time. That's it's not far. a, that's yeah. That's not a great thing. <laughs> but at least it's not worse. Yeah.
1: Like anyway, so I Nicole, wanna... you were
0: gonna Nicole, you were gonna mention oh, yeah, something.
1: Go oh no, I,
2: I think that part of it says also just like like you had said, cascade has been a like a mechanic in this game for so long that it, there have been cards like shardless agent that have gotten banned and unbanned. Like <laughs> it's it, 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 it's it's happened. You know, bloodbraid elf has been banned and unbanned. Like these things have have happened already. Cascade has been around for a while. It's just like, this was a new card design. They should have anticipated. I honestly don't know how much uh, like testing R&D does for as far as eternal formats. I think their major concentration is on uh, standard and, and limited. So I don't know if anybody was like, hey, wait a second. You know, this Valky thing might be a problem. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I feel like at the same, they 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 are much more likely to kind of just throw it out there and if it's an issue they'll take care of it later sort of thing mm-hmm. so I mean <laughs> it's an yes. it, it's, it's an issue right now like how much of an issue I'm not sure and I actually really like the cascade mechanic I think it's a cool mechanic to like build your deck around and I would hate to see it get I, although I think it needs to be changed because of this, I, I don't want it to see it, like, absolutely, like, nerfed off the planet or anything. So. You
0: don't necessarily have to drastically change the rules of Cascade for something like this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so here, here's my very limited understanding of magic. Um, the thing I am nervous about, and I really have done very little research, so yell at me on Twitter if you want. I'm not confident that they can fix the rules by addressing cascade. Well, th- I think they can, but they don't usually make changes. Like that would be making a change to the keyword cascade, which is very rare to do that, like an old ruling like that. So I think it's not as simple as that. I think what they are, tr- what they may be trying to address is when you can play either side of a double face card. And right now the rules that are associated with that are you can play them when they're on the stack or when they're in your hand or when they're in um, like a revealed zone. So escape to the wild, you could play either side.
0: Mm-hmm. Or
1: maybe you couldn't play either side. No. I'm not certain. But for example, Uro, you cannot play either side. And this is specifically lands, but it, it's relevant. So when Uro goes on the stack and or goes into play and says, put an extra land, you choose from your hand, but you choose only the face-up side. So the, Correct. And I bring this up because there are already extreme confusions about when you can play either side or when you can play only one side. So Vivian um, Arkbow, I guess? No, the other one. Um, yeah, the, so Monsters from the top head. of her deck, you can't play the other side. You can only play one side. Like, there's just Correct. a lot of things that are stopping you from playing the other side. And I don't really know what rule they need to focus on to decide, okay, Cascade doesn't work with both sides anymore. And my hunch is it's not dealing with Cascade. My hunch is that it's dealing with the actual rules of double-faced cards. And that is probably why it's taking a while. Because my guess would be that if they say some sort of clause about Cascade, it's likely going to affect maybe cards like Escape to the Wilds or you know, other zones where you could play either side and it might accidentally mean you can't. And does that negatively impact the card that they meant it to be in standard?
0: Yeah, possibly. But I think that's, that's probably the change that, uh, that, you know, that, at least that's the one that I was thinking as well. We don't mess around with the actual rules of cascade itself. We more figure out how MDFCs or modal double face cards interact with some of the older rules of magic. Yeah. That seems to be the way to go.
1: For sure, for sure.
0: I, I think we would like to know as well. Like what are what is the opinion of our listeners as well about like about this specific interaction or and kind of about the other interactions that Caroline was talking about when it comes to these double face cards and where we cast them from and what side you can play and which and how? Like what's your thoughts about it? That's what we would love to know when you tweeted us at Swagoi Gaming, at S-W-A-G-O-I Gaming. We'd love to know what you think about that kind of particular rules interaction. We want to know what your input and, and thoughts are on Kaldaheim and its impact on uh, all things Magic the Gathering as well. And of course, you can. we're always open to hearing about what your thoughts and opinions are on it. And of course, We'll be right there listening to you and keeping an eye out for it while we go about playing in the different events that we want to play in, engaging in the formats that we love to engage in. And while we do those things, we're always going to be trying to get better at the game of Magic, which is why I want to know, as we close out this episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic, what my co-hosts are doing to get better at the game of Magic and where people can find them doing that. Nicole, let's start with you.
2: Well, uh I plan on getting a lot of playtesting in with Swagoy. I've got my VML matchup this Thursday at eight PM. So gonna get ready for that. Watching more Bronze to Mythic, of course. Uh and if you'd like to find me, I am Lady of the Crease on everything. So Twitter or I don't even know where else I am, honestly. So
0: <laughs> she's not sure where she Twitter. is, but I don't know where I am just right get now. Lady of the Crease. She might just be there going, hello. hello. That's about that's about it. I like that idea. <laughs> Caroline, how about you?
1: Uh, so, this week, um, I have a couple events coming up. I've got the F2K Invitational two day event, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I haven't really figured out what I'm submitting, but we'll see. Um, I also have to play a little bit of a juggling game. Like, do I try to qualify for the SCG in case I brick the top eight of the F, the Invitational? So, it's like. We'll have to see how much magic I really truly want to expose myself to this weekend. Um, I also do have my VML match. I I am like Nicole on the ropes at two and three. Um, my plan is to go four and three and and hope and pray. Um, I think about a quarter of four and threes make it in, so it's kind of hard to tell. It's also basically impossible to tell if you would make it in at four and three because there's so many other things going on in different divisions. So I'm just going to play out the last two weeks and hope for the best. I did submit red black this week. Um, mostly out of like screwing it. I don't know. Like a uh, screw it kind of thing. Like, like Sunday night, just like whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I did switch. I switched. There's two versions of Red Black and I'm playing the like Woe Strider version, which I hadn't been playing the last couple of weeks. So uh, kind of excited to try that out. I switched like really last second. Um, I actually forgot Monday morning and woke up was like, what deck did I submit? Oh, okay. Nice. Good job, Caroline. Um, and then my opponent submitted Rogues. So th- it's good for me in the sense that I believe Red Black beats Rogues. But what's stressful for me is that I have already faced a Rogues player in this league and lost horribly and so i'm in a little bit of a mental space of like maybe i can never beat rogues in my life and so this is it i have to face the challenge head on and and play against some some rogues again you can do it Uh, caroline yeah we'll see um (laughs) And then in terms of where you can find me, you can find me on Twitter at MightyLinguini, M-I-G-H-T-Y-L-I-N-G-U-I-N-E. You can find me on Instagram at the TheMightyLinguini, and you can find me on Twitch.tv slash TheMightyLinguini. I stream on Wednesdays and Saturdays. I always have a magic guest, but we don't always play magic.
0: Love it. And of course, I'm going to finish out some, some more in the limited landscape of Kaldheim, and then I'm going to keep jumping back into uh, the standard constructed formats of NTG Arena. And then I'm going to look at which of these new cards I want to put into some of my commander decks. Is there a colorless card that fits into my Kozilek deck? There's not really anything that goes into a Gavi cycling deck, but I'm starting a Lavinia Azorius Renegade deck that's just going to be basically a blue-white no fun. I mean, some fun, but not a lot of fun. Just anything that makes green players miserable. So I'm gonna keep digging into some cards and seeing what is going to make green players go, Oh my god, why do I no, I don't wanna do this anymore. This is like having too much cheese. You candy. just
2: being there. So fun for you is, is what you're saying.
0: <laughs> well, fun for fun for me, fun for some. Fun for some and and that's going to be kind of what it is. It's that's going to be the title of the deck fun for some with <laughs> with Lavinia Zorius Renegade. That's what I'm going to be doing in the world of Kaldheim and then folks can always find me talking about it on Twitter at @brasky1142 Brasky and you might find me on Twitch one of these days of course at twitch.tv/brasky1142. And don't forget to let us know your opinions on all things calledheim and everything in the world of Magic the Gathering by tweeting at us at Swagoi Gaming, S-W-A-G-O-I Gaming. Make sure to leave us some type of review on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy Fam, Friends, and Magic on. And you can check out more about Swagoi Gaming at Swagoi.com. Learn about all of our esports teams, including Valorant, Hearthstone, Magic the Gathering, and our content creation team as well. And it has been a wonderful episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic. We thank you, friends, for listening, and we will see you next week.
1: Bye-bye.